Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. What's up, guys? Another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. CB here. This week's show brought to you by our friends at Dometic Outdoors. Enjoy the comforts of home while on the road thanks to their CFX3 powered coolers or check out their traditional patrol ice chest. Dometic makes it easy to enjoy the great outdoors with the comforts of home. Find out more at Dometic.com. That's D-O-M-E-T-I-C.com. You won't be sorry. Get yourself ready for summertime adventures. They have got you covered. Big show for you guys this week. David and Kenneth are in. Jason might stop by. But the big bass man himself, Mr. Alton Jones Jr., going to join the show all the way from Texas. Talk about his Palestine event and heavy hitters and all that cash he won. You know, Mama's got to be happy about it. All coming up right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, presented by Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. This week's show is brought to you by Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time. Now, here is your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, the post-Easter edition, Chris Brown along with AC Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, of course, the one and only social ninja himself, Mr. David Zhang. You know, we sent our buddy Vance, since Kenneth couldn't go, and I couldn't go, <clears throat> sent our buddy Vance down to Gross Savon, and so uh, Big Boss called me today, and he goes, you think Vance is having a good time? I said, well, if he's not, he's stupid, because what a better place to go in April than Gros Savon. And he said, well, you think he's going to eat a little bit and drink a little bit? And I said... If Vance doesn't enjoy the food or the alcohol at Gros Savon, he's even more stupid than what I thought he is. But he's down there with the with our friends from American Bait Works doing some stuff. I imagine there's probably going to be a little bit of bait fuel uh, pushed around down there, KG, on uh, on that stuff. But he's down there with with Michelle and Valerie and the gang and um, Elite Series pros and BPT pros and. Um, at this point, I'm inclined to say I'm sorry, American Bait Works. Exactly, I, I am too. And, and 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 not to poke funny anybody. I don't. I rarely ever speak of Matt Lee, but if anybody has seen Matt Lee's latest TikTok where he's impersonating Cliff Crochet, it's pretty good. You got to watch it. I didn't like it. I didn't share it. I just watched it. I giggled. I moved on. So there's that. So, but uh, KG, Mister. Mr. Tournament Coverage Man this weekend, covering the Freedom Marine Tournament. Congratulations. Good-looking stuff you did there, bud. Yeah, you know, I wasn't real sure how it was going to turn out, but uh, I, I made something out of nothing, really, kind of. Well, you Not, did. It, it's getting look, shared. It was, look, it's getting shared around a bunch of places, too. So it looks like yeah, you start well, copywriting look, some work. So it, It's a great event. He's uh, uh, He paid out a lot of money. He does some some odd things like 100th place got a thousand dollars i love that i mean that's my kind of, that's my where kind else of can you finish a hundredth and get a thousand dollars yeah that's pretty cool so uh he he, he he does a pretty good show there now the turnout was a little bit less than what we were expecting we were kind of hoping for at least 200 boats we sure. ended up with i think 144 but we had a massive storm come through in the middle of the night a lot of lightning and that kind of stuff and it really didn't end until probably about four thirty in the morning. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. But I when it, it rained pretty good. When it ended, when it ended, 
takeoff was good. It was a beautiful day to be on the lake and everybody caught fish. Sure. Sure. Well, what was the winning weight in that one? Uh, 21 point, I think it was nine, five. Okay. All right. Saw a few late series pros, a few BPT pros in there as well. So a lot of guys, yeah. Davey Height was emceeing that one look like. So, um, Davey actually fished as well. His son, oh, wow. Parker Height, uh, who has been in Germany, uh, he had just picked him up. So they fished the tournament together. Oh, wow. How'd they And then he, he came in a little bit early and then emceed the weight. I know a guy who's done that a few times. So himself. So uh, it's, yep. that's an interesting combination to emcee one and then, uh, or fish one, then emcee one. So, David, how about you? How was uh, Easter weekend for you? I, there's been a lot of candy, a lot of candy images passed around here over text <laughs> since last week. And I apologize for last week's show. We've had a software issue. Uh, imagine that, me having a software issue trying to uh, – that's not a that's not a ED joke, folks. It's it's an actual software issue with uh, computers. It's, um, it's probably a good thing. I, I probably didn't want to see the comments. No, probably not. But we'll, we'll go back over some of those subjects that we talked about from last week, if you want to, KG, later on in the show. But um, a lot of candy uh, stuff passed around here, uh, David, over the last <laughs> week. What was your favorite candy of the weekend? Did you steal some of your kids' candy? What, what happened? Um, Not really. I did – I know because people won't know because it was in last week's episode, but like we talked about, you know, like I'm, I'm one of the more adventurous eaters, I guess you could say. I'm, I'm, I'd like to try some of the new flavors and I had a, well, I took a, a bite out of it because I, I saw it and I'm like, it doesn't look like it tasted, but it was a, I think it was called like a mallow top Reese's. Oh, okay. Like, and I was like, Ooh, marshmallow. Like, so it wasn't really a marshmallow, but I, it, I have one bite of it. I didn't care for it, but um, I, I I know that you had a you've been on a peanut butter M and M kick lately. I have, I have. That's kind of become my new vice. That's what <laughs> I stress eat with quite often lately. So especially on Saturday mornings. But yeah, so peanut M M&M and M, and I saw KG had a bag of those, yep. and you had a bag of those, and uh, um, I, I did go back old school. I bought one little package of Peeps. My wife, we had to go to Walmart Friday night for some stuff. And uh, I bought one little package of Peeps. But while I was there looking through the the Peeps, you know, I just, you know, to me, it's, we mentioned this last week, and I'll go over it again. But to me, it's a deal where um, there's, there's really just, you know, there's purple and there's pink and there's yellow and there's chicks and there's bunnies. That's it. That's all there is. That's Peeps, right? Like OG Mountain Dew. OG peeps, none of this crazy stupid. But you know, I mean, party cake peeps. I, I, I took pictures. Now a lot of these shells were empty, but what's funny was is you know I found like one little package of purple chick peeps, but the party cakes they were full. A lot of a lot of those still left. Chocolate pudding cakes or peeps? No, don't think so. Not going to happen. Sparkly wild berry peeps? No. I'm skipping that one too. Then you got your old school, got some blues. I can do a little blue bunny. That's okay. I'm cool with that, right? And um, but uh, as my my daughter says, they're just sugar dad. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't. You don't get as fat as I am without eating pure sugar, and that's what peeps are. But um, I've seen hot tamale peeps, a bunch of other stuff. So not. I'm 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 old school, guys. I'm OG. You know. 405, give me the mountain, the regular Mountain Dew. Give me straight, you know, I am on skim milk now. But uh, give me a gallon of that. Give me some peeps. You can't eat them right out of the box. So you got to pop the little the little plastic wrapper, let them sit 
for a few hours so I can get a little bit of crunch to them, kind of like a good old day old glazed donut. Right, KG? Yes, no. And um, I know. If you let a glazed donut last a day, you're doing it wrong. Well, <laughs> it's not the first one. It's not the, it, of the dozen, it might be the last two or three that they get there, right? That they get that little bit of a crust on them. But you got to have just a little bit of crust on a peep. That, that's what makes it just about right, David. So, in my opinion, that's just me. That's just me. Of course, I would love to give away a $25 Sportsman's Warehouse gift card to somebody who has the best answer as to what their favorite Easter snack, Easter, um, what am I trying to say? The, well, snack, I mean, basically your candy, Easter candy, that you either A, found at an Easter egg hunt, or B, stole from your kid, <clears throat> or you just went to the store and bought them, right? So whichever it is, but the preacher on Sunday morning, he was talking about the Racy's eggs. He's like, I'm, you know, you got to go get those because they'll be on sale Monday morning. And they were. And I bought some, and they're still phenomenal. Don't 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 judge me, David. Don't judge me. Okay, I can I, I can add a pound or two at Easter, and I'll get rid of it this week. But Exxon Hotline 901-493-0437. There is a Sportsman's Warehouse gift card up for grabs. To the best answer as to you know, are you old school peep guy or gal? Or what was your, you know, what was your little reach out there and, and you know, your little, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Can I have that little, um, gosh, you know treat? what I'm saying? Huh? The treat? Yeah, your treat, but your little, your, I don't know, whatever the little, uh, that, that thing that you, you got to have at Easter, right? What is it? I mean, what's your little vice you got to have, right? Mine's peanut M&Ms, but I've had them all the time, peanut butter M&Ms. I have them all the time. There's a bag downstairs. I told my wife to stop buying the big bag because you can't walk by the um, you can't walk by the pantry and not stop and grab a handful. She did put them in a ball like a a mason jar, so I can't just reach my hand in the bag anymore. I've got to at least pour them out. So that that does kind of slow me down or deter me a little bit from getting too in depth into the bag. But I mean, there's nobody home in the day. It's just me and the dogs and the cat. I can just carry the whole bottle up here if I wanted to. So you know, and, and go to work, but it is what it is. So um, let's see what else is going on this weekend or this week. I did. I was looking through some social media over the weekend and um, I don't know what Idaho math is. I know what Bama math is, KG, but <clears throat> I'm trying to understand Polonix Idaho math. It says Arashi Glide plus AA Wide Glide. So I don't have a whiteboard to write this on back here or anything. Plus Mega Live, so I got that. Minus thunderstorms, plus a Tatula 300 times Texas, plus 22-pound Tatsu equals fun with a fire emoji. So I think I'd want to find out what kind of math that is and see what kind of fun that would be. Well, I understand the no thunderstorm part of that. But, I understand Arashi Glide. I understand Texas and Mega Live. I got. I know what Mega Live is, right? So yep. he uh, he had a cool video of a big one he caught on Arashi Glide. So that was kind of his Idaho map. I thought I'd bring that up. I just wanted to see what kind of. Uh, but I, Idaho I'd have to write was. all that down to maybe maybe halfway understand it. Well, I've got it for you. I'll bring it to you this weekend. It's right there. I printed it out so you can see. It. Or you can go to his website, or you go to go to his Facebook page. You can see it there as well. But uh, some pretty good. Pretty good stuff there. We do have a uh, a fun show for you guys tonight. Uh, Mr. Big Fish, Alton Jones Jr., AJ Jr., whatever they call him. Alton Jones Jr. going to join us here in just a minute. Talk about his weekend 
or his week, I guess. It's not a weekend anymore. It's like a whole, you know, vacation week business trip anymore. Six days at Heavy Hitters. Find out about his week, uh, the big fish he caught, and all that money he brought home uh, with at Heavy Hitters. You did send me the the payout, KG, and I know last week on the show that didn't get aired, I did kind of – I started to gripe a little bit about not their own boats, not their own jerseys, all that stuff. But, David, you're always quick to remind me, it's made for TV. It's a specialty deal. So how many specialty deals can we have? And Alton Jr. made 165 k in that deal, more than what Ott won for winning it. Don't matter, does it? So as long as, he's, as, long as you're getting paid, it's a pretty, pretty cool little deal. Yep. A couple of those guys made really good money, and everybody made some money. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. So that's uh, that's a neat deal. And of course, they get back on track. Pro Circuit's uh, up going this week on Pickwick. And I uh, saw a few guys putting in down in Florence, fishing down here. I know they're going out of the uh, out of the lower end uh, at uh, at the state park up there in Counts, Tennessee. But a few guys putting in down here in Florence I saw this week. And then uh, BPT's back in action uh, coming up sometime soon. I'm not 100% sure when that's going to be, but... We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to welcome in Alton Jones Jr., talk to him about uh, heavy hitters, and find a little more about the boy um, and uh, see what else he's got in store for 2022 right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's Channel and use our special promo code code anglers channel for 10 percent off your purchase Did i mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping you didn't but even better so hey what are you waiting for get hooked on rely on lithium today with so many exclusive designs and processes no other boat is built like ranger it's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features more performance and the best value the ranger fisherman series from bow to stern this is results-based engineering at its best still building legends one at a time at mercury there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either unlimited adrenaline unlimited fun unlimited weekend except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly.
Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, and brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more, dualpro.com. Of course, as Kenneth always talks about, pair those with some Rely-On lithium batteries. You put those to work at Edmond River a week or two ago, didn't you, KG? So You know, I, I did, but they didn't have to work hard. No. <laughs> uh, once I plugged them in, I realized they only used like, I don't know, 15 or 16%, so... They're good. That's ain't nothing wrong with that. So check them out, dualpro.com, and of course, relyonbattery.com. Uh, learn more about those two products, and you'll be sure to have a great spring, uh, rest of spring and summer. Excited to welcome in Mr. Heavy Hitter himself, Mr. Alton Jones Jr. But I know you didn't win this derby, but dude, you sure won the checks you take to the bank in this one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird deal uh, obviously Ott won the event had a great payday of a hundred thousand uh, dollars it's not very often you can not win and make more than the guy that wins uh so <laughs> two two key uh you know i call them lucky big bites and uh they made me a, like one hundred sixty five thousand dollars this last week so it's pretty cool uh, nothing wrong with that now you how do you i mean is do you prepare for that tournament a little different than a regular bpt event per se yeah, I mean, the strategy is definitely different. Um, you know, as, as far as preparation goes, uh, these fish, looking at the schedule, knew they were probably going to be spawning. Um, there's not a whole lot of, like, prep work you can do because, I mean, they're either on the bed or not. You right. know, um, <clears throat> it's not like a it's not like an event where I need to go grab and find a bunch of brush piles or, um, or need to go find grass lines or anything like that. You kind of just... You kind of go with the flow of the event. I uh, did a lot of Google Earth studies going in, but as far as strategy goes, um, Lake Palestine in general, uh, it always goes down on the north end of the lake, historically. You know, it's the biggest flats, it's the most bushes, cover, grass, you name it. Um, but as soon as I put my boat in the water up there, I noticed the water temp near 70 degrees. Um, and that kind of told me, you know, with We've had a cold winter, but as flat and shallow as it, as it is up there, those fish probably have had several waves of spawn. And, you know, um, I noticed a shad spawn going on and all that. So as later in the day, as I'm working my way down the lake, I get to the main lake down by the dam, and it's 59 to 60 degrees. Right. And, and that right there just kind of told me, you know, we had a full moon coming, um, at least my idea, my strategy that week was to stick to the south end of the lake, um, where the the majority of the fish had not spawned yet. With the full moon coming, I thought that there would be a big wave pushing, and um, luckily for me, there was because you know there's not not as many fish that live on the south lake or south end of the lake as there are on the north end of the lake, um, at least at this place. But um, there was enough coming to the bank and and a, and a few big ones that it, that it ended up working out. Well, it doesn't matter how many there. When there's an eight three that's worth fifty grand and a six four worth a hundred grand, it don't matter how many they are. All he needs those two, right? Right, right. And then actually, that final day, that six four, uh, I caught her, and then I caught the male, which weighed three two, and those are my only two scoreable bass that day. So all my weight came off of that one bed. Um, but it was it was really cool. I mean, it ended up obviously being a, you know you have plans uh, for every event. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Sure. I was very fortunate that this one worked out. Um, you know, Ott and I were sharing a lot of water that week. Uh, <clears throat> and so 
both of our game plans kind of kind of crossed, and we ended up, um, you know, doing making out pretty well um, through that whole event. But it, it was it was really interesting that week how how hard the fish were to see. Lake Wilson, it's not a clear body of water, um, and we faced some really really bad conditions. You know, 40, 50 mile an hour winds, severe thunderstorms, you name it. Sure. Uh, we had the we had the kitchen sink thrown at us this week. I mean, I think that both played into our favor. There was enough fish for two of us. There would not have been enough fish. You know, had it been a little bit clearer, better conditions, easier to see, I think you would have had more people trying to sight fish. Sure. And those fish would not have would would not have lasted the way they did throughout the you know the entire event. Okay. All right. Now, did he, David Rami, did, did he go in, did I go in there after you left on that final day? I know the last 30 minutes or so, you you made some mm-hmm. moves. Did I come into the area where you were after you were, after you left or did y'all pass well, each other or something? Well, we had seen each other all, 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 all day, really. I mean, it's a fairly, we're all fishing like one corner of a creek. Right. But, um, the canal that I caught the six, four out of, um, he did come in there after me and you know i i mentioned that the water was dirty it's very difficult to see and uh in these dredged out canals that we were fishing in and these two in particular uh you know you've got a bunch of boat docks giant pine trees uh that are casting shadows right um and and it happened several times this week where you know i would go in behind ott and i would you know obviously ott is one of the best fishermen in the world and there would be a fish there that I did not see or I did not catch and vice versa. You know, and I think all that had to do, um, was the sun angle, you know, 30, 45 minutes before then this fish would have been in shade of a tree or shade of a dock. And, um, they were already so hard to see with the sun, like in good conditions. I mean, if, if there was a shadow there, you were, we were never going to see that bad. Right. Um, so I think, I think timing had a lot to do with, um, you know, which fish you saw and which fish you didn't see. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, David, I'll let you get into baits because I want to know about them too. But um, you, you've had a – I mean, dude, you've had a heck of a year. You won, you know, Lake Fork Stage 2 on Lake Fork uh, earlier mm-hmm. this year. And then, of course, uh, although it was a fifth-place finish, still 165 grand. You, you've added a little bit of money to your uh, to your overall total here this year, haven't you? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's, – it's been a blessing. That's all, you know, that's, that's the, the easiest way to sum it up. Uh, you know, I've, I've had some consistent years in the past and, uh, I set, you know, well, actually it was the very first event this year. I had a live camera to start the event and the cameraman said, Hey, what are your goals for this year? And I said, my goal above all else is to win an event. If I win an event, doesn't matter what happens the rest of the year, it's a success. And just because that's been a, a dream come true of mine, and, uh, you know, the, the money is nice, don't get me wrong, but to uh, just to have that marquee win, I feel like kind of solidifies not your entire career. It's not like it's just kind of like solidifies your name. And uh, you never know if you're actually going to get that opportunity. Um, there's a lot of really good anglers that never do. So um, to have to win Lake Fork event, I, if anybody watched, obviously I got emotional. And that was just why it was a lot of, a lot of hard work and dedication um, that you know, just kind of all rolled into, into that one event and kind of overflowed. Right. Right. So you coming up, I mean, obviously the son of, uh, you know, Alton Jones, I mean, so you, you got, you've been on the road for a long time. 
following your dad, uh, traveling with your family. And I mean, you were, see, did you co co be a co-angler and a marshal during the elites once you got old enough? Yeah. Um, so when I, when I turned 16 in 2008, um, it was actually the last year that had co-anglers, but I fished as a co-angler that year. Um, and then also several years after that, um, I'd go to the tournament briefing and, and every now and then you'd have a, have a marshal that would uh, fail to show up, be a sickness or a family event. And they would be one short. Sure. And, uh, I was always going up to, you know, trip or Chuck or someone and being like, Hey, you have, <laughs> y'all have any, you have any back out? Cause I'll fill. And so I would be, I would be an observer just to kind of fill the void. Um, I was always looking for a chance to hop in the boat once they, once they got rid of the co-anglers and, um, learned a lot. I mean, I got to see not only, a not only a lot about the pro fishing world, but just the, the travel and the life on the road. Um, seeing a lot of different bodies of water um, at a very young age, which which I think really shortened my learning curve once once I began to you know compete at a high level myself. Sure, sure. Now you started fishing the opens when? Uh, my first year fishing the opens was uh, 2015. So I graduated from Baylor University in 2014, jumped straight in the opens in uh, 2015, and got my teeth absolutely kicked in. <laughs> um, and then in 2016, I uh, got my feet under me a little bit, uh, had a, had a solid year, um, ended up winning an open on the red river and qualifying for the elites and the Bassmaster classic that year. Um, and, uh, fast forward, you go to the elites in 2017, kind of the same scenario I saw in the opens, got my teeth absolutely kicked in just, you know, it's that next level of competition, um, a longer event, you know, uh, less practice, just an adjustment period. And uh, then I kind of got my feet under me uh, in 2018. Sure. Uh, got to where I could compete a little bit more consistently. So how how hard was uh, was Dad on on Junior here doing during this the first Elite Series? I mean, did, did, he, did y'all share anything? Did he, did he give you any pointers? Or did he just kind of sit back and, and kind of grin and laugh and say, you know, figure it out on your own, son? You know, he was, he was obviously, uh, you know, a big help to me. Uh, you know, we've went, when it's been within the, within the rules, um, cause you know, rules have changed back and forth over the years, but we, when we're allowed to share information we have, um, you know, we're never like, I'm never saying, Hey dad, I found an eight pounder on a bed. You might want to come catch it. But sure. you know, when I see some fish on beds, you know, just say, Hey, yeah, I'm seeing them on beds. They're, you know, kind of in this color water and I'm catching them on this bait. So, and he's done that for me. I've done that for him. Um, but what I learned at a, at a very early on in my pro career, once we started to compete against each other is, uh, you know, you, he's been around it for a long time and, and, and done extremely well, but I, I had to learn that I could not be my dad, you know, right. like fishing style. I, I had to, I had to learn how to, how to receive the information that him and other anglers that I communicated with, um, that they were giving me, and, um, you know, just use it as a tool, not live and die by it, um, not let it get in my head if I'm having a bad practice and they're not, um, but just, just how to process that information and how to use it for my benefit and not let it do the complete opposite of benefit me. Because I, 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 there were several events I look back to my rookie year where I made dumb decisions based off of information that I was given. Now, it was good information, you know, um, from my father. Um, good tips and things like that, but I just, I tried to be an angler that I wasn't, sure. you know, 
And so I think, uh, you know, I've heard, I saw Matt, Matt Lee do a write up about it, how Matt Lee had to be his own angler. He couldn't be his brother, you know? And that was something that I, I, I kind of really related to, um, and, uh, tried to, tried to take to heart, you know, just become my own angler and, and, uh, you know, find out what way works for me. Sure. Sure. KG. Well, you know, we hear all the time guys say, you know, nothing beats time on the water. And I think you just described, you know, why that is so important. You know, it, it, it's okay to, in the learning process, get some information from the right kind of anglers. But until right. you know how to apply it to yourself and, you know, how you do things, then it, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. So it's that time on the water yeah. where you kind of develop your own way of, of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, information is, is, is a part of the sport. Um, you know, obviously, um, the Bass Pro Tour, we're not allowed to get information from locals, but we're allowed to talk amongst each other as anglers. Um, but yeah, using, you know, you always hear the term, you can't catch somebody else's fish. And that's, that's completely, completely true. Um, you know, the, the, the best anglers in the world are the best anglers in the world, information or no information or, or tips or no tips, you know, um, and, and that's because of their decision making on the water. Very rarely do you have a day go as planned um, when you're out there competing. And anybody that competes, even on a, if you're competing in a jackpot tournament, you know this. I mean, very rarely do you say, "Hey, I'm gonna go catch fish off this brush pile." And does it actually go the way you think it's gonna go? So the guy that's able to read the water, he spent the time on the water and uh, make those decisions on the fly. I mean those are the guys that are consistently um, doing well in events. The the other thing I'm going to point out is, you know, you mentioned as you went to different levels, you know, your first time there, you got your teeth kicked in. I want to point out the fact that getting your teeth kicked in is not (laughs) failure. It it is a learning opportunity. It's only Mm -hmm. failure if you give up or quit. So yeah. being yeah. being able to, to take that and, and use it to drive you or learn from it or go forward is how you get better. And it sounds like that's exactly yeah. what you've done with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You have to try to. It's going to feel like failure. There's no doubt about it. It does not feel good in any way, but it is a learning opportunity. Um, if you can if you can kind of harness that that feeling and, and turn it into something positive that's going to make you work harder and want it more. Um, I think that's what you have to do. You can't let that get you down because, because it can do the opposite. Um, it is a big mental game, but you know, every, just, just about every angler not named Kevin Van Dam or Jacob Wheeler has, you know, had their teeth kicked in numerous times in the beginning of their career. I know um, they've had their teeth kicked in a time or two, too. I, w- I, I would venture to a guess. time or so. two, a time or two. <laughs> it usually doesn't last the whole season. It's just one of that. Um, but you know, those everybody has had those big learning curve years, um, and uh, it's it's the guys that can overcome them. And you know, growing up around the sport, I've seen it a lot. You know, I'm, I can remember watching watching Brandon um, coming out of the Federation, Brandon Polinuk, and, mm-hmm. and how he has grown as an angler. You know, he's always kind of been a home run hitter, uh, but early on in his career he was not consistent, you know, no, no. Um, had a lot of bottom place finishes. And then every year he'd win an event, you know, he's the, he's the home run guy, but um, watching him let that, you know, all those times of getting his teeth kicked in, 
I'm sorry, Brandon, but that's how it went. And but he 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 grabbed that on you know and and took that drive and that passion. And then now he is one of the most consistent anglers on tour. He's one angler of the year. I mean, one of the biggest names in the sport. You know, and um, it just shows that you know with enough drive and heart and passion and I mean time on the water, it's, he's got a crazy work ethic. You know, that's what it takes. But that's um, those are all guys that I really look up to, you know, and, 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 and the number one reason is, is their work ethic. Sure. Sure. How, when, when you first qualify for the elite, you know, you've been around these guys and a lot of these guys have watched you grow up throughout the years. Right. So yeah. was there any nerves getting on the water with the Van Dams and the Hackneys and the Alton Jones of the world when you finally got out there on blast off day one? You know, I, I probably would have said no at the time, but looking back, there definitely was. I mean, it was an intimidating, um, intimidating thing. It was, it was really strange. I mean, most rookies get on the tour and they don't know any of these guys, right. you know. Right. Um, however, all these guys knew me because I was the little kid that ran around and annoyed them for the first eighteen years of my life. Um, <clears throat> but um, it was really, it was, it was cool to see the guys that I've looked up to, been around my entire life and, and competing against them. But it, it also, I think it gave me a respect for how good they really were. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, growing up around them and obviously being around my dad, seeing how good of an angler he is and then seeing who he competes against. Like, I think I, I had a better respect and understanding for how good of an angler you have to try to be to compete and stay at that level. Um, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand, don't understand just just how how much all these guys are just they're killers when it comes to on the water competition. Sure, um, sure. But that that did give me some nerves. But um, you know, I something I've always tried to do is 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 it's me against the fish, and if I take care of my job, nothing else matters. You know, because if you start looking around, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what tour you're on any of the top level tours if you start looking around at the guys around you it's going to spin you out sure you know you've got to worry about hey it's it's alton jr versus the bass on this lake at that day and you control what you can control i cannot control what you know jordan lee goes and catches tomorrow but i can try to control what i go and catch you know so worrying about it kind of shutting that out of your mind um i think is a really big key and and that just comes back to the whole mental aspect of it. So much of this game is mental. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where was where was your first classic? Uh, my first classic was at Lake Conroe here in Texas. Ah, uh, okay. Down in the Houston area. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So yeah. you've been behind the scenes. You've been on the stage. Mm-hmm. You, you've done everything you could do prior to this except for fish it. Now you get to fish it. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, dad won in Greenville back, you know, in the 2000s. Yeah. So I know you got to, you were there for all that. And so, I mean, and I'm looking at the, the Bass Times um, cover where you won the, uh, the, the Red mm-hmm. River with your dad and all that. So, I mean, that had to be a cool, a cool experience for you there. It was an awesome experience, man. Um, it was a lot of pressure, uh, especially being in the state of Texas, you know. Sure. Uh, because I, I, I you know, just a lot of hype. I had never actually been to Conroe before that event. So, um, that was, you know, a lot of people expect a lot out of you just because, Hey, it's three hours from my house. But, um, that was one where I think the tournament was a little too big for me at that time. Um, 
you know, you get caught up in, in, in just everything. And I mean, you look at that, I'd only fished two elite series events at that time. Right. So, right. you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, the, the no info and the, the three days of practice and, you know, that at an open, you can compete, you can go live there for a month before if you sure. wanted to. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think that's a way to set yourself up for success when it comes to making the next level, however. But, um, you know, it's a lot harder to break down a body of water in two and a half days than it is in a week. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a shock to my system, but, man, it, it was cool. A uh, lot of friends, a lot of family came down, uh, you know, followed me around on the water. Um, however, I did not do well in that event at all. Um, I think I caught four the first day and one the second. So it was a, it was a, it was a learning experience for me. And, um, you know, I, I I wish I could have done better, but I didn't, you know? (laughs) Well, in, uh, I guess 2018, uh, 2019 when, you know, what I call the split, but you made the move to BPT Mm -hmm. and we talk Mm -hmm. about this kind of, you know, quite often we've seen some guys really struggle with the BPT format and we've seen guys like yourself that have excelled at it. I mean, you seem to be a very consistent player in this format, uh, week in and week out when you guys are on tour. And obviously, um, you know, I'll be only caught two on, on the, on the championship round at the heavy hitters. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, you were there and, you know, snatched a hundred thousand dollars away, you know, for it, but it seems mm-hmm. like this style kind of fits you a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's been really good to me. Uh, believe it or not, as a whole, I haven't fished a whole lot differently. Um, especially now that we're on a two pound minimum and not a one pound minimum. Right. Uh, I don't fish a whole lot differently than I would in a five fish event. Um, but yeah, the, the format has been incredibly good to me. Uh, one of, you know, for me personally, I love the, just the, on the water competition aspect of it, you know, being able to see score tracker, I think it helps a lot in my decision-making process. You know, you don't have those, I mean, those little voices in your head that saying, man, what are the other guys catching? You're struggling. Is it a tough day or is, is everybody else catching them and you're not? Um, I think having score tracker there, um, it makes my decision making a lot easier because, hey, I'm, oh, I've got this much of a buffer. Oh, I need to catch this much. Okay, my day's not working. I'm just going to scrap it and go practice. It, it For me, having that in my head um, just kind of fits my style and personality, sure. you know. Um, but as far as how I compete, the way I fish on the water, I, I don't think it's a lot uh, different than, than a five-fish format. Okay. You're talking about that score tracker. I think, if I remember right, I think you used that to your advantage during the knockout round. You you had gotten Mm -hmm. to a point where you were pretty comfortably in and had quite a bit of time left. I think you spent a lot of the last half of that day really looking for something that you could catch for the final round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it uh, I think I spent the whole third period eating a bag of beef jerky. It didn't even have a rod in my hand. I was just trolling motor on high, you know, <laughs> trying to look for a big bed fish, which, which you don't get to do very often um, in an event. But I, I knew I was at that point, and uh, I knew how tough it was going to become. I mean, you, you, you alluded to it that I only caught two the final day there. Um, at a three-pound minimum in a lake that's been beat up fairly hard over the past week, you know, and, and you're looking for bed fish it was kind of slim pickings, you know? Um, but it, it ended up, uh, it ended up working out and, um, 
I, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't do anything really different. However, I did spend a lot of time the first morning or that final morning on a really big fish, like a, like a 10 pounder. Um, I don't know if y'all got to watch that, but just to go into the story, I actually, I knew there was a bed there and, uh, I'd seen a, like a two pounder there the day before to start the day. I throw a frog over that bed and the fish comes up that appeared to be really big. You know, it's early morning, dark, and I didn't want to lead on to anything, but I mean, this fish come up, missed my frog and I set the hook on air and I was like, man, that's a giant bass. And I ease up there and there's a fish that's as long as my leg sitting up there. And that had to have been her that bit. And um, I actually fished for her for three hours, only to have her bite a swim bait one more time. And I didn't have a hook on that swim bait, <laughs> oh. believe it or not. Um, <laughs> and she swam off with it for about 30 seconds. I, I've, I've had, long story short, I've had a lot of issues before. If, if you throw a swim bait with a big treble hook in it, um, you can foul hook a fish, which obviously the fish doesn't count then. Right. Um, you know, you hook them just outside the mouth. Um, even when they're biting it. And so I, I pitched it over there with no hook in it. She swam down and ate it and swam off with it. And I thought, okay, now I just put a hook in it and she'll go eat it again. And she never touched it again. So not many people can say that they've shaken off a 10 pounder worth a hundred thousand dollars during a tournament, but I shook off a 10 pounder. <laughs> wow. Wow. Luckily in the end, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't matter. However, it would have, uh, if I would have caught that bass, um, I would have won overall as well. But, um, you know, hey, I, I cannot complain. It was amazing. <laughs> but that fish might, might, might show up in my nightmares a few times over the next couple of years. Your wife was probably a little more mad at that fish than you were. So Probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, I know you're, you're – David's our bait guy, so I got to know about this G-Crack stuff, dude. Because, you know, when I first heard about it, I'm like, what, what is G-Crack? What, 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 what is all this stuff? So – um, give us some details on not only your fork wind, but, you know, obviously this heavy hitter stuff. And then, um, what you got coming out from, from these guys? Yeah. So, uh, just to give a little background on G crack they're they're Japanese, uh, bait company, mainly dealing soft plastics. They have a few hard baits that are strictly available in Japan. Um, but they're, they're one of the big soft plastic companies over there. I mean, they would be, uh, a, like a, I think they're the second largest Japanese mm-hmm. soft plastic company. I mean, so you're dealing with like a Zoom or a Yum or a Berkeley whenever you talk about what they are to the Japan market. Um, I came across these um, through through a friend. He showed them to me, and I like I laid eyes on the Bellows Gill, and that's their kind of their number one seller here in the U.S. And I said, dude, I got to have those. Those look like an amazing, <laughs> amazing bed fishing bait. Um, you know, so prior I was fishing, you know, something like the big bite baits, warmouth, you know, something, a bluegill profile. Sure. Um, but that, that bellows gill is just a little bigger and it, it's, it's a lot more natural, um, not only in the colors, but in the movement of it. And so once I got a hold of them, uh, the first time I actually used them would have been in Lake Fork in, uh, 2019. It would have been the one that ought one and I finished second in. Okay. Um, and they were spawning there and I locked into that thing and was like, I mean, it caught fish that just wouldn't look at anything else. I was amazed by it. Um, but I found out, found out really quickly that like that Bellows Gill was an amazing bed fishing bait. It's a little bit too much bait to just flip around or pitch around or cast around. It's very technique specific. Um, so fast forward, I've 
grown my relationship with them now working with them obviously they're one of my one of my sponsors and and think this is my second year with them but we're coming out with something called the bellows shad um it's going to be uh the little cousin to the bellows gill but you know i wanted something that was a little bit more of a fishable profile um and you know when, when i talk about the size of the bait you know you're talking about a beaver style profile, but it's going to be that billows gill, um, look. Um, so it's going to be something you can flip docks or bushes with, or, or throw on a chatterbait trailer, but it's, it's also still a nasty little sight fishing bait. And that's what I caught the, the six, four that won me a hundred thousand dollars and the eight, three that won me $50,000. We're both caught on that bait right there. Um, they're going to be available, uh, midsummer, you know, around ICAST just after ICAST. And, and I can't wait, um, I can wait for the public to get them because it's kind of nice right now that nobody else has them and, and I do. Um, but um, I'm really looking forward to, to, you know, having people come up to me and, and show me what they catch on, on a bait that, you know, I help tweak a little bit. So that, that'll be something really cool. Sure. David, do you have any G crack stuff at all? Uh, yeah, I got, I got on that uh, Bellows Gill kick a couple of years ago and there's like the, the, the Baobab, like that's, it's like a really big, like, um, it looks like a like big a brush hog. hog. Yeah. Yeah. The baobab hog. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth, has he shared any of this stuff with you? <laughs> you know, no. no Dave, David's pretty tight lipped on stuff. And he, it's he amazing. Really, I've shared a lot he, with him, but it, it hadn't come back. I was going to say, yeah. I, I haven't had much luck yet. I, I, you know, just like every freshman, I got so much stuff that it just, I, I've tried it a few times, but I haven't had much luck yet with it. So that's why it hasn't been talked about yet. <laughs> but it's, it's more the angler, it's not the lure. Yeah, your water's really too hard up there. It's is really unique is the smell of them. Everybody tells me they smell like a bag of Fritos, and that's that that's that SAF material they use. It it has to be one of the most unique smelling lures I own. Huh. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. So, uh, what's coming up next for you guys? Where do you guys go next? Uh, our next stop is going to be Stage Four, of the Bass Pro Tour, and that is at uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Cool. Uh, I guess I'll leave a week from tomorrow. Okay. Um, so the tournament will be the last few days of April, first few days of May. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited for that event. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about heavy hitters and how it was a sight fish deal. And mm-hmm. that's what I love to do. It's what my dad is very good at as well. Like he, you know, that's why I'm good at it. He taught it to me. Um, so it should, you know, there's a good chance they're going to set up in a very similar way, you know, uh, being, they've had a brutally cold winter. Those fish should be about to pop, and, and I expect it to be, from a fish catch standpoint, one that just the score tracker never stops. I mean, I, I'm excited. It's going to be a nonstop action event, and uh, can't wait. I just hope the cigarette boats aren't out up there yet. I, you know, I always hear about the boat traffic. <laughs> yeah, boat traffic can be pretty interesting there. So. You, you won't be able to spend three hours trying to catch one, though. You'll get you'll get way yeah, behind. Yeah, I'll be taking waves over the back deck probably. Yeah. So I, you got that coming up and I, I following along on social media, I saw you and your wife had a little bit of a wreck this past weekend. Um, not your fault, of course, the way it looks, but are you going to be back in a truck and have something to get you there by then? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to hear, uh, from insurance, uh, you know, if they're, if they're going to total my truck or not, but I, I do have another truck drive. Luckily I've, I've got a friend, um, that had a spare truck around the house and, and he was kind enough to say, Hey, you don't owe me anything. Take it, drive it. I don't care how many miles you put on it. And, um, I'm waiting to hear, 
if if they total my vehicle, I'm actually going to buy this truck from him because right now, just like the boat market, there's no trucks to buy either. Sure. Uh, so we do have some to drive. We're both okay. Um, we it was a, it was a drunk driver that hit us, but you know we're we're very fortunate that um, you know truck damage was, was all that occurred. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, very thankful you guys are okay and. Um, looking forward to, uh, seeing how you do. It's always fun to, when they put a camera in your boat, it's always fun to watch you on, um, on the live there and see how you do. You're always one that you're doing and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, so thanks so much guys. I mean, that means a lot to hear that from y'all. Absolutely. So well, Duke, uh, good luck, um, next week and, uh, thanks for your time. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great day. You too, bud. Thanks. Well, guys, there he is, Alton Jr., your heavy hitters. I guess he's your money champ, right? So he won the won the most money out of that deal. But um, and, and technically, that's why they're there. They're there to earn money. So I, I say, great job. Yeah, absolutely. So big, uh, big weekend for him. And um, David, I, I know you're going to be on this on this G Crack deal pretty quick, as far as <laughs> that he's that he was talking about, aren't you? So I, the, well, he's got the uh, that bellows shed. So there, right now there's a bellows gill, which has a, I guess a wider profile. But it looks like the one he was using is a tad bit more, more like your like like the, the name says like a shad profile. Whereas the bellows gill is definitely a wider profile. So uh, I'll probably have a I'll, I'll probably get a few packs. Uh, hopefully I'll get to use them and at least hook a fish into them for once. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to what, uh, when that new lure comes out. Well, Chris, it sounds like you and I might have a better chance of getting them from Alton than our than our buddy David, because David's oh, yeah. tight lipped about this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hitting Alton up for sure and making sure that uh, we get some samples of that and say, Hey, you remember remember us? You remember who we are? So see what we can uh, see what we can do and, and, and go from there. So let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll do some uh, news and notes and then we'll move the you pickums to the end. I got a little bone to pick, my buddy Al Perry. Um, who was our leader coming into this last weekend. I sent out the email, the, the you pick them email, and uh, I get this nice little email from Al going, hey, what's the deal? I had five last weekend was leading. How'd I lose a point? Well, you know, dumbass didn't update the leaderboard in the email, just on the website. I didn't scroll down that far, didn't realize what had happened, but uh, Al, I gave you your point back. You still had the point, but I hate to tell you, you ain't leading no more, bud. So um, that's just the way the ball rolls. So not on me. That's just the way it worked this week. So y'all hang tight. We'll have, be right back with more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort. IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast time for some news and notes brought to you by our friends at Humbert Electronics, Men Coda Trolling Motors, Talon and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. Hashtag One Boat Network. Find out more online, hummingbird.com, mencota.com. More technology, more control, more fish. Hashtag One Boat Network. Uh, Mega Live, all that good stuff. I, I've got it. It's in the box. I can see it. I, I'm just dreaming about using it one day. So, like I said uh, last week that didn't get aired, um, there has been a sighting of the boat here in Huntsville. I've yet to see it, though. So, um, but somebody said it was here. So we'll see how true that is. So see how true that is. All right. So we just got done talking with Alton Jr. Talking about um, heavy hitters and all that stuff. I had to ask this question internally. And you guys feel free to answer if you want to. If not, that's fine. You can you can keep your peace or keep your mouth closed or play the fifth or whatever the term is. If you'd like to comment anonymously or privately, you know, to our audience, our listening audience here. If you'd like to, 901-493-0437. That's the X Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Watching the final day of heavy hitters. Obviously, Alton catch Alton Junior catches the the big fish. Ott wins it. Um, I was pulling for Lucas, our Under Armour guy. But is Ish Monroe the grumpiest angler? on the Bass Pro Tour. I just got to ask because I'm telling you, more than JT, more than Marty, he makes me want to turn the station, the channel, turn it off. Is it just me? I'm asking for a friend. So I'll let you guys respond if you want to. If you shake your head no, I'll move on. Just curious. Just curious. Jason says no. He's not answering. David? Uh he can go first. I think he's ready. KG, okay, KG, go ahead. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give him the award for the grumpiest. There's, there's a few others that gives him a really strong run for that. They, that's true. There are, there are, but he's top three. No, <laughs> top five. There's grumpier. I'd have to really, I'd have to really think about that. 901-493. names, but there's a few others that jump out to me way quicker than this. Okay. All right. 901-493-0437. Who are your top three grumpiest anglers on the Bass Pro Tour, on the Elite Series, or the Pro Circuit? I want to know. 
I'll keep I'll keep your name anonymous, but I want to know. I want to I want to poll privately through text who you think are the grumpiest anglers on all three tours right now. So at this at this juncture in late April. All right. I'm just saying, I understand he's fishing for a hundred K. I understand he didn't have the best day, right? But either way, he's getting paid one way or another. Right, I, I just it just struck me weird. I, I know you get mad. I know you. It just I'm like, and I've I've been around a lot of the guys before, and I'm just like, eh, dude, you're making me want to turn the t- turn the channel. But sorry, KG, go ahead. I digress. I I think I was finished. Okay. Now I think you've and now you've opened it up even more. I I'd have to really study that one. But. Okay, study that one. You got a week, a little homework assignment for you, David and Jason. David, let me let me have you. Jason's like I'm not answering that question. I'm not even going to I'm matter of fact, I do look, have one look, thing. Jason's like Jason's this. like my internet's going out. Going through a tunnel. <laughs> I will say this on the ish comment. And you can edit this if you have to cuz you already got to lead into me. Here's the thing. It, I still not have gotten over the iCast attack I got by Ish sure. mm, three four years ago. He comes to me and says, "Oh, we're getting stories please, now. We're getting we're getting we're getting in depth and details. <laughs> would you please come and take away? Or would you please take such and such article off your website because oh. you're the only website that still runs it." And it had to do with a little altercation he had a couple of years ago in a lock with another unnamed to be angler, but everybody who's, knows who who's it was. also in my top five. I mean, I I'm you. literally a video in somebody else in an interview, and it's like almost grabs my collar, sure. and it's kind of like, "Hey, dude, would you please take this?" Off? I'm like, "Bro, I mean, it's the internet, and it's stuck. I mean, I can't get rid of everything that's on the internet. It's yeah. out there. Yeah. So it's your own. Like, deal. it was. I still haven't gotten over that. And then I've been like to dinner before. We've been friends. I've been around him a lot. But like, I don't think like since then I've been really like his best friend. I've got. I think one, that's by, I've, his choice, not my choice. I've got one altercation at uh, Seminole back in mm, fourteen, maybe. Not gonna bring it up. Not gonna talk about it. But um, yeah. It's uh yeah, but I mean besides the fact though, I mean I've kind of got halfway over that, but just you know <laughs> just just watching that the other day, whichever day it was, it I don't know it was middle of the week I forget, but watching that kind of got me a little you know eh, do I really want to stick around? But I did. Um, I just muted it like I usually do, but <laughs> I was impressed though. I was impressed, not with Ish. I was impressed watching. The final day, the championship round of heavy hitters. I was impressed the last 30, 40 minutes maybe that JT shut up long enough to let the guys fish and talk about what was going on. I didn't hear him but a time or two. And there were a lot of little windows that could have come out there, but he didn't. I don't know if he was out taking a break, eating lunch, fixing his hair, or what he was doing, but he, he didn't speak. And it was really kind of nice. It's got to be honest with you. So I, I think as a whole, that group I think is getting more that way. Um, you know, that was that was some of our complaints. You know, early on was when the anglers start talk about what they're doing or whatever. Sometimes they would get cut off, and I, I think I think they are making a better um, effort to try to let those guys carry on a little bit longer or get more information out of them. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Exxon Hotline. Brought to you by Trickstep, 901-493-0437. I know you got them. You watch all the stuff. You see all the stuff. I want to know 
your top three or five or seven, if you got them, top three grumpiest anglers that you're aware of that you think it's your opinion on tour, right? So you got homework. I got to know your Easter candy tradition, and I got to know your top, your, your grumpiest anglers, according to you, on tour on all three. So, but. you know, the hard, the hard part about this, Chris, is sometimes, you know, it, it, we've each been around some of these anglers, you know, more than others. Sure. And sometimes it's just, you know, just like Jason mentioned his incident, mm-hmm. you know, I, we've probably all have incidents with certain people that oh, we, we just, do. We do. just stick with us. And, but, but that can kind of carry more weight than just casually watching an angler on TV yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Oh no, it does. I agree. I get it. I get it. And I know that, you know, there, there are guys that, you know, have to talk about just like, you know, meeting a celebrity or an actor or a musician somewhere and are not very friendly to that. I'm sure they're not on their, high on their list and the fishermen are the same way, but just saying, I mean, I sent you guys the text, right? And I called him something else. I said, I said another, what was, I said the most negative fisherman on the planet. And David said, no. No, 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 no. The word's grumpy. It was you, KG. The word's grumpy. So I took no, negative I was out the and went grumpy, right? I could have gone negative, but I'm being nice and went grumpy just because that's, I mean, I'm Alabama math, Alabama English. It ain't, it ain't that great, mm-hmm. right? So we'll go with what we got. But, uh, but we'll, but, you know, but in talking about, you know, personal experiences, I think getting these answers from our listeners would be an interesting group because some of our listeners would be in the same situation. They've got some interactions with some of these guys that maybe we haven't had. Sure. I'd love to know. Do we, do you have like the poll now or the page on the website that becomes the, you know, other websites have the number one winning as angler. Do you have now the number one grumpiest angler this week? According to da, I, da, could. Da, da. I, I very well could. <laughs> I'm not going to not right now. But if, the, if I tell you what, <laughs> but it's a good if, idea. Right? If it's enough people, idea, I mean. if enough people chime in with it, shit, it's going up. It'll, we'll have give a them a trophy for it. Again, you know? it's just completely anonymous. You ain't got to give me your name, Burl. I know who you are. It's okay. I won't say a word, <laughs> right? Um, but I mean, I, seriously, I won't say your name. I just, I'm gonna, I'm creating a poll via the hotline 901-493-0437. Creating that poll via the hotline. Inquiry minds want to know. That's it. You're rating like one through five. One, two, three, four, five. I just. You can give me you can give me your top three in order, or you can just give me your you know three or five names that you feel like are there the grumpiest from watching live or personal experience. If you want to go in depth, I'm all for it. Bring it on, right? And if you say, hey, don't read this on air, I won't read it on air, right? But I want to know, right? Because yeah. if you tell me it's X, Y, and Z, and somebody else says, well, mine are X, Y, and Z, then you know X, Y, and Z get two, right? That's two <laughs> points piece, right? So that's we'll, right. That's we'll right. give them a little. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll score this at home. And then we'll bring it into the to, to the podcast, right? It's all in good fun. So we'll uh, we'll see what's going on there. So but, make sure you do but that. We need a, at least a couple of hundred answers to get a good sample. Absolutely. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I mean, no, you need five or six. <laughs> of the, the thousands of people, <laughs> the tens of thousands of people that listen to this podcast, you're right. Ten percent of you, give me, you know, everybody. I don't care. Bring it on. Totally. Listen, listen. Blow my phone up. Okay, I want to know. I want to know. Any, we want to listen. Know. Do it now. 
doing that. Chris really needs something else to do. Anyway. I really He's do. Getting bored. I really Dave is doing so really much now that do. Chris is getting bored. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'm listen. Yeah. I'm listen. I've learned some stuff this week. So, listen. Just Linda, listen. Just send it in nine zero one. Got it. Nine zero one four nine three. Zero four three seven. That's the podcast hotline brought to you by Trickstep. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. We want to know. All right, moving on. Costa <laughs> debuts the new Lido, versatile and stylish, and packed with performance features. Where form meets function, David. New sunglasses coming out today. Their spring collection. So uh, you guys make sure you check that Sportsman's Warehouse. Talked to those guys last week. Got some grand openings coming up in Florida. California and Ohio this fall. You got a Memorial Day sale coming up, a Father's Day sale coming up. And just just so everybody is aware, you, you heard it here first. You can't say I didn't warn you. KG knows what's coming. Mother's Day is 19 days away, guys. May 8th, 19 days away. If you forget it, it ain't my fault. Don't say, well, Chris didn't remind me. Don't blame it on <laughs> me. Right? That's going to be the one reason. Because yeah. I'm going to forget already. But I'm just saying, I'm giving you fair warning. you got over two weeks, right? Two weeks from this Sunday is Mother's Day. Just FYI, Father's Day is June 19th. Not that anybody gives a shit, but it's coming up June 19th. So uh, take your dad fishing. Take your mom fishing, you know, but just don't forget about mom right there. That's, so that's my, that's my deal there. Um, a few weeks ago, we talked about checking your trailers. Right, KG? We talked about the trailer coming off the boat, you know, off the truck and going down the road, coming off the hitch and all that stuff. We know K-Short left his hitch pin out on uh, on the on the tongue of his trailer, but he was okay. He got lucky, didn't come off. Um, not picking any K-Short. I, I look for his name to be on some list. He's not. He's just, you know, eccentric. I see his name on some list coming up. Just just saying. Oh, shit. Just saying. I love K-Short. He's, he's, he's my buddy, right? But you know, I just, I'm just saying. But listen, that, that, I, I've never that, that wouldn't be the I would, that wouldn't be the list that I would put him on. Oh no, no, no! I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. Oh, okay? you're, you're saying that we may have other categories down there's the road. A, down the road, there's gonna be. Cat, listen, we could okay. have a full list of categories on this deal. Yeah, this, but right this now we're really going fun. grumpy. Right now yeah. we're going grumpy. Yeah. Gr- you okay. know, grumpy Smurf or grumpy. What, the yeah. Grinch, the, the Grinch, the dwarf. Yeah. Uh, so I'm seeing the Grinch trophy is what I'm seeing. I got all these wheels spinning over here. Wouldn't that be something to award somebody a Grinch trophy at? You're ICAST? the angler Grinch. Just you know you just are. Show up into a booth during iCast. We'll go live. God, this is getting good. Holy crap! This I'm is getting t- really good. I got all kind of wheels. The over Grinch, here, so keep- the Grinch <laughs> trophy. Grinch of the week. I mean, I got all this stuff. The Grinch trophy's coming. So we're there you go. I need to know who your top three Grinches are in, in Bass Fishing. Okay, moving on. So I, <laughs> I, I was look, flipping through social today uh, or yesterday, whatever day it was. I don't remember. I, I've, lost, I've lost track. You only um, got one day you do that? Just I don't have any days to do that. I don't know. I don't know why I was doing. It. I may have been sitting. Today's the day. I don't, I don't remember what I was doing. But anyway, flipping through and um, NPFL angler didn't check the bolt, the pin on his hitch on his truck. Right? You know, you slide the receiver in. You put the yep. you put the yep. bolt through it. You guys know my system. I I don't. I know your systems. You know, everybody's system's different. Mine's locked. Right? Mine's locked in my hitch. My hitch is my receiver is locked in my hitch locked in my receiver. Why? Because this fool's p 
pin came out and it dropped the whole thing right there on the sidewalk. Hit a, hit a speed bump, boom, there it was gone. It was gone. If you check those things prior to leaving or going down the road, I'm going to do a video on it. I'm going to do a video on it at some point, probably not with the white whale, but I'm going to do a video with, with the boat. I walk around of what I do before I leave, when I stop for gas, and then when I leave the uh, the boat ramp. Because you never know what happens, right? Mm-hmm. You never know what happens at a boat ramp when you're not there, right? So, I mean, we were we were at um, Island River and had some guys blocked in. So some guys unhooked trailers from trucks and hand moved the trailers out of the way so you get other trucks out, right? I, I had one of those guys come up to me and said, hey, um, my trailer's not hooked to my truck anymore. Do you have any idea where it went? <laughs> I was waiting for here though. I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with it. And I ain't pointed me. to the gentleman that I knew could give him the answer. It ain't me, right? Where'd my but, trailer go? I did but, not touch your trailer. But, but shit happens, right? Yep. People want to, yep. you know, so that's why, that's why for me, my hitch is locked to my receiver. My trailer is locked to my hitch, right? Why? Because I know going down the road, Unless something breaks, it's all there. I'm not worried about that little pin popping out. by that. It's there. And you guys know, you know, I may let you run the run the trailer down on, on the ball, but I hook everything up because I want to make sure I know in, in my head when I'm going down the road that it's all hooked up. And I hope to God Jason does this because he goes by me going 90 to nothing like a bat out of hell. And I sure hope to God that he, that he knows his stuff's hooked up too. So, but he says he's following you, KG. So I'm not. I ain't touching that with yeah, the football. Just, I'm gonna let y'all, let y'all buy. I got around. The, I got around the pace car that day. That's all it did. I got around the pace car. Well, hey, yeah, when it, when right it's time to end. get home, it's time to get home. Oh, trust me. I'm uh, I'm well aware. So that new axle is working well. Let's just say that. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, David. Anything else I've missed through uh, with the AC Insider that you can think about? Um, I believe there was a, was it the, was it the females and fisheries scholarship application oh, yeah. deadline is May 1st. Okay. All right. Yep. That's coming up. You can find that at anglerschannel.com. Of course, all the stuff we talked about, you can find it at anglerschannel.com. Not to, and the Grinch poll will be coming soon. Once we get some more <laughs> answers in here, some uh, Grinch poll will be coming soon. Also, before I forget, we do have some upcoming uh, podcast guest, we're trying to fill in some gaps here already. Uh, May the 3rd, our buddy Fat Cat Newton's going to join us to talk about um, childhood cancer and his emceeing the 24th annual Dick Hiley St. Jude tournament up in Minnesota. Going to talk about that. And then on May 24th, just before Memorial Day, the qualified captain will finally join us. We've already booked this a month out. So he's going to join us to talk about uh, what he sees on a daily basis and some of the stuff on his uh, social media pages. So a lot of good stuff going on there. So you guys uh, make sure you're in tune with that. I've also reached out to the, not the, the Jason Christie and uh, waiting to hear back from him as well as a few others to fill in some of these other dates and gaps. So Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have a few more to talk about uh, next week. So, all right, David, let's jump into some uh, Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up. We got a big shake-up, boys. We talk about this ABT all the time, right? Alabama River's a big point shake-up. Weiss Lake, where Wheeler's going to be a big point shake-up. Let's just say that coming into this week, Al Perry had a one-point lead over Brandon Black, right? Well, <clears throat> Al ain't leading no more. 
and Brandon has fallen to fourth. Just saying. So it's uh, week two here, um, week two of six, I reckon, week two of eight, or week six of eight, as we look, we had to find March and April, but I uh, got a lot going on, a lot of movers and shakers going on. So, David, let's jump into the open here real quick and talk about what happened. All right. So first up was the Northern Open event on the James River, and the winner of that, Elite Series Pro and your Open's AOI leader, Kenta Kimura, caught an even 65 pounds to take the win. We've got to get Kenta on this show. We, we need to talk to him. I know you've talked to him, David, on mm-hmm. the Rookie Pod. We've got to get Kenta on this show. So can you make that happen for me? Can you, sure. Can you reach out, reach out and, and, and make that happen? So see what uh, see what we can do. I'd love to have him on this show as well. Um, with sixty four pounds nine ounces, Mike Cross grabs the points in the ACU pick'em. John Slavin gets the points with uh, his second place with sixty three two. And uh, let's see, who was it? David grabs the points for the AC side. So congratulations, David. So. Looking good there. All right, how about the CBC on um, Winya Bay? So on Winya Bay, the team of River Squires and Alan Richardson caught 16.7 pounds to win. 16.70. for them. Kelly McDaniel had 15.37 for the win and uh, for the AC points. And then Bob Mathies with 14.83 grabs the second place points and none of us scored on that one at all so zero points awarded wow. for uh for for us nimrods so you know what I, if you if you're still listening and you're thinking about your grumpy list um we should do a grumpiest podcasters too. I'm sure I'll win that one. I mean, I was like, you're, I was, I was going to say that earlier. I was like, good thing there's not a podcaster grumpiest because we'll, I think we'll do that later. Like, we'll nail we'll down, do that so. later. We'll we'll do that later. We'll get into. That. I wouldn't have you winning that one either. Okay, well, I appreciate that. We'll get, we'll get into that later. So, wow. All right, uh, outlaw outdoors, buddy. All right, so the Outlaw Outdoor Team Series uh, number four event was on Sam Rayburn. And no, it was not won by Derek Mundy, but it was won by Corey Rambo and Rusty Clark with 24.75. 24.75. Scott Bazette, remember that name, Scott Bazette, 24.68 for the win. Bob Matthews again, 24.65. And I grabbed the points on that one with 24 even. On uh, on that one, so that was uh, that was a good one. I was reading uh, some of um, Clint Stacy's post today, talking about the city of big basses there this weekend, and uh, Stacy was talking about all of the quote unquote experts on Rayburn right now, and she's tempted just to jump on there and just say, yeah, that's a great idea or a great spot or all this stuff because ain't nobody knowing what's going on on Rayburn right now. She said it's kind of fun to watch. And a number of folks saying we don't go on the water when Sealy's there because it's going to be a, uh, a rodeo uh, instead of lease. So it's going to be an interesting weekend over there for sure. So, all right, how about the Tennessee team trail? All right, they were out on Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Chicago. <laughs> but the team of Lucas McDaniel and Chris Dotson won with 2083. 2083. Paul Guyette gets the points in that one with a 2057. And again, our buddy Scott Bazette gets second place with a 2043. And David grabs another point with 1811 on that one, KG. So 
KG's kind of falling back a little bit here on this one <laughs> this week. So, but all right, Alabama uh, Nation event down in Eufaula. So, or Lake Eufaula, sorry. Or is it Eufaula? What is it, KG? Uh, well, I mean, you know, if if, if you're going to get mad at messing up Chickamauga, <laughs> then don't be messing up Eufaula. I'm not messing up Eufaula. I don't mess up Chickamauga. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying. All right. So, on Eufaula, Dave, what we got? So, is, is this guy Mr. Unofficial Eufaula? Because Shane Powell won it with 1728. So. Well, it's hard to believe Shane Powell would win a tournament on Eufaula. I agree. Oh, it's but, it's uh, not unofficial. It's official. It is official. It's it's officially <laughs> official, not officially unofficial. It's officially official. And what's officially official? Our boy KG grabs the points across the board on that one with a seventeen twenty. So you can't. How do you? How did you figure it would? Well, of course I know you do the math. You, you've got you've got more. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Um, anyway, seventeen twenty for you, Patrick Brondos with a seventeen fifteen. David, you and me and everybody else were like through the roof on that one, so <laughs> way high on that one. And Jason, if you feel like you want to play, there's an email that goes out. There's a link wait, on the I website. I was, you know, waiting until May to get started back, okay. and you know, just don't want to. I didn't want to feel like I was getting weighted every week on my zeros. Oh no, so. no, 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 no. We're not. We're, we're not. You know, listen, we're not going to hate on you, except when KG doesn't play. It's the only time we. The only time we do that. Yeah, so. and he hadn't played, so I didn't want to come in and take the trophy away and not be, you know. So, have an asterisk beside it the one time I won the trophy. So. Mama must be home because my my five month old black cloud just came up here and jumped up and did a complete three sixty four feet off the ground and jumped back in mm-hmm. and ran back down the stairs. So it looks like uh, Mama's home. So all right, let's wrap it up with the kayak tournament out on Grand. All right. So the winner there with a total of ninety one and a half inches was Drew Gregory. Drew Gregory, 91.5. Patrick Brondos, again, 90.55 inches. Pushed mm. out Brian Wilson's 90.50. And my 88.50 grabbed the points for me there on that one. So we jump over here to the points going into week three. Scott Bazette made a big move with three points this week to seven. He currently holds the lead with seven points total. Mike Cross made a jump with two more points with a win to second place with six points. Al Perry, our former leader coming in this week, he did not register a point this week, and he moved into third place with five. We've got six, including our own Kenneth Grover, that are currently in fourth place with four points apiece. You're saying there's a chance. Myself, along with, let me get my page turned here. Myself, along with four others, sorry, five others, are in fifth place with three points. And then, let's see, David, where are you? You're in there as well, aren't you? You're in, Yeah, you're tied with, uh, you're, you're in fourth place as well with four points. You and Kenneth both in the, in the four-point range. And then uh, we've got, let's see, 15 more in sixth place at two points apiece, and then nine currently in seventh place with one point apiece. So a lot of moving and shaking going on, and a lot can happen. We've seen, you know, a three-point swing here um, by by one guy, a couple guys here this week. So anything can happen. You're telling me there's a chance. There's 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 a chance. There's still two more weeks in this month. Two so more weeks to go. So it's going to get interesting. If you're playing at home, you've got the pro circuit on Pickwick this week. And if you're playing fantasy, I, I don't know that I am anymore. I don't, I don't know. I can't even get into it. I don't think. I, I don't know. There's too many 
numbers, letters. I, I just I don't know. But if you're playing fantasy, we'll award some prizes for that um, on MLF Fantasy for Pro Circuit. Uh, Pickwick, you got a four-day deal there. That's going to be uh, pounds and ounces. You got the TNPFL on Hartwell. That's a three-day event. Another pounds and ounces event, so make sure you get those in. BFL on High Rock is a one-day. BFL on Arkansas River is a one-day. Bass Champs on Amistad. It's a doubleheader weekend, right? We're going for Saturday. That's what we're doing. We're going for Saturday. That's it. The first day, Saturday only. Uh, one-day event there. You got the ABT event on the Bass Trail on Weiss. One-day event on Saturday. Um, they're calling for good weather. I'm not going to say anything. It's I'm hoping it happens. And then we're going to go ahead and add in one more just so we get, because we had a couple that they didn't play a few weeks ago. want to make sure we get our of in the big bass tour on Smith mountain. Lake. I need to know the biggest bass for the weekend, right? So what's going to take the win, the biggest bass for the weekend. I got to know on that one. So there's your events. That's three, six, seven events for week three. Get those in by midnight tonight, Wednesday the 20th. Get those in. We'll get those posted and, um, you know, make a run that might cross. Let's see who can uh, who can win this thing. I'd love to see somebody win this with 10 points, right? 10 points might get you. i tell you what, somebody gets 10 points, they might get a $100 Sportsman's Warehouse gift card on top of the Costa Sunglasses and the Under Armour uh, Fish Apparel, UA Fish Apparel. So how about that? Not you guys. Y'all, y'all ain't – Jason, you playing, so but not you guys, but we'll see. So cool. Everybody down with that? So so you're saying if I get ten points, I, I'm I mean, I'm not eligible? No, because we're already let's see. Let's go back. Let's go back. So right now, right now, well, I mean right now David and I are already over ten points. Right. Right now. Oh, I thought you were talking about the overall. Well, if I'm you win the overall like KG, I'll find something special for you, right? I'll I'll buy you something real nice. Okay. Uh, I've got real I, nice. I tell you what, Hell you peace. win the overall. I got some rely on lithium batteries downstairs. You got your name <laughs> on them, right? So right now, David and I are tied at thirteen apiece. KG's in at nine, and then um, uh, me's at three. So we've got uh, we got that going on. So right now, it's between me and David. Of course, KG can make a run. It's happened before. We've seen big hey, swings. So there's seven events this week, and we'll have several the next. Y'all better. Well, you made no a you made a big it. run this week by winning one. So you made a big <laughs> run this week. So you know it can happen. It it can really happen. So, all right, we're at the time of the show where we touch other what we learned this week. David, how about you? What did you learn this week? Mm, Not to take my here. advice on candy. <laughs> uh, yeah, peeps. Yeah, but uh, no, I guess nothing really with fishing. But I did watch some of that. Uh, the Bristol dirt race oh, this yeah. past weekend. And yeah. I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan, but I don't like the whole wrecking and uh, like the last corner of the wrap type of a thing. I don't like the dirt deal. I'm sorry. I don't like the dirt deal at Bristol. I want, you know, I, I want the soup bowl. I want, you know, I want it to be Bristol. I, I don't, I don't like the dirt deal at Bristol. I will tell you though, if you go out there and search, uh, NASCAR haulers leaving Bristol, you'll get a big kick out of that because trying to get up that dirt after the rain, trying to get out 
uh, of Bristol. That's um, it's pretty interesting. I'll give you that. So you got you should check that out. I saw that today uh, again, probably on the toilet, flipping through social media at some point. So <laughs> or hauling sand, whatever I was doing today, I don't remember. But anyway, I did see that. But Get check that up. out. But so you're not not big on the Bristol dirt track, huh? No, I just, I just don't like the. I, I know Robin's racing, but the what was that? I forget who it was. Chase Briscoe making the pass, trying to make a desperate pass to, to pass was it Tyler Reddick. I was like, yeah, it was just a little. It's like the he he goes was a Tyler Reddick not winning, but I'm like, that's kind of a. I'm just not a big fan of that. So, do y'all not do any of that? Any of that Rubbins racing thing in your F1 stuff that you that you follow? Oh, those guys are too fragile. <laughs> they are too fragile. You can't rub, you tear it up. That's what I, you know, I've always said that because we'll, you know, we'll start watching it. And, I, and listen, I, I do, I do give those guys credit. I mean, that's some cool stuff. And you would have thought Jimmy Johnson would know when he gets to a spin to let go of the steering wheel, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, I learned that lesson a long time ago. I learned that a long time ago that you get into a spin, you let go of the wheel and, you know, cross your arms, right? But he, would he break his wrist or something doing that? Didn't do it right or something? I yeah. don't know, whatever it was. But anyway, I, you know, I've always said if you can't bump each other or rub each other, you know, in the turn and then get away with it, um, it ain't racing. I just don't because I was born in the South. I grew up not far from Martinsville. Um, Talladega's coming up this weekend. So a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, you know, I've been around racing a long time and uh, love to see them rubbing, love to see them racing. That's, that's part of it, David. So – but um eh, well you know the guy lost kind of control his rear end kicked out and, and hit the other guy it wasn't like a slight nudge it was more like got desperate and kind of you know it's the last just, lap dude at bristol now granted it's, it's all or nothing race. at that point exactly right i mean it's the, last on the lap. gas <laughs> so, it's like you know it's it's no different than remember, remember back when um uh, when Crete would be leading an elite series event and Van Dam would be in second and he start, you know, terrorizing him, you know, you know, he start, you know, smack talking him there and it totally throw Crete off, at, you know, before takeoff. That was always fun to watch. So, but, um, anyway, yeah, good stuff. It didn't right. take much. It didn't. It didn't. Jason, how about you? What did you learn this week? Uh, I learned that Chris Gaines has still got it. Chris Gaines has still got it. Okay. AKA Garth Brooks. Yep. He still got it, man. He still, he still can play the guitar, pull it all by himself. The band goes backstage, and he can just sit out there and play play tunes all night long. You always wonder, like, can he really, really play? He can really, really play. Well, we are we are lined up to go see him in Birmingham in June. So excited about that. And that's going to be a good. I haven't seen him in uh, probably gosh thirty years. I bet. Yes, it was for me. It's been a long time, but always been a big Garth Brooks fan. So well, good. KG, how about you? Well, you know, I've thought about a couple of things as we were sitting here doing this podcast, but since last week's didn't get aired, I'm, I'm, I've been debating in my head whether or not just open it back present up. that one again. Come on, yeah, go ahead. Come on go with ahead. it. You got it. Come on with it. You know, as public service, you know, we, we need to help some guys out. And let's just put it this way. And, and I'll preface this with this did not happen at my dealer. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I, I deal with the very reputable, knowledgeable, very well-known dealer in North Alabama, and this did not happen there. But if you take your boat in for service and you're worried about somebody 
taking your waypoints and using them against you in a tournament the next weekend, then the only way to keep that from happening is to take your units off your boat before you carry it in for service. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, apparently several weeks ago, some guys got pretty tore up assuming that someone that works at a dealership stole their waypoints and oh. beat them in a tournament the next weekend. That whole assumption thing. Yes. Assumption. I, I, I don't know what happened, what really happened. Mm-hmm. I just know what I heard from <laughs> a couple of different parties. But sure. the only way for you to make sure that you keep your waypoints is you keep your units. That's a very good mm-hmm. point. Jason, we shake your head about. You agree? <laughs> it's just there. It's always an excuse for why I didn't win the tournament. I mean, it's just always an excuse. <laughs> I just figured I'd throw that out there. Just, just in case guys don't think about this ahead of time, just take your unit off your boat, you know, carry it for service. You get it back. You put your unit back on, you go fishing and you don't even have to worry about, Hey, did someone, you know, take my waypoints? But Might as well go ahead and cut off those baits while you're at it too. Yeah, Cause in case but, somebody sees, you know, I'm throwing okay. the, you know, if you're, at the, if you're at the hotel at night, you know, before a tournament, you know, someone could walk through the hotel parking lot and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just turn your unit on and Damn, that's know, a good swipe idea. those swipe those waypoints that are so valuable. So that's a really good idea. I didn't think about that. Everybody's got to ask you card, notes. So. Maybe you should consider what you know how you leave your boat in places. I'm just saying, if you're if you're worried about people stealing your waypoints, then I stay at a lot uh, of hotels with a lot of boats that have grabs yeah. on them. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of SD cards too. Side business. A whole new side business, right? This is a whole new side gig right here. I'm coming up with this. You just wait. You wait for it. Come to you, Fala. I got it. I got you. I got it. I got it. It'll be black like Smith market. Lake. You Smith Lake, I got you. Black market waypoints <laughs> on the side. What you, it'd, be like a, it'd be like, yo, what you got? You know? I got I got yeah. you. You know, I got you. See, Giannis, I got you. See maps. I got you. I got you. Whatever. See, I've, you know, like I've, I've never had to worry about that because if you were looking at the waypoints on my units, it's all the places you're not going to catch fish. Well, and that's yeah. mine too, you know, but they won't know that till later, right? So you can always do that, but that's, I, I like that. I like that. But what if, KG, my unit is mounted in the dash? It's not, but what if it was? And then there's not much you can do. <laughs> like, I don't know. What do I do? Right. Uh, you know, I, it, technically, technically, you could make sure they're all downloaded to a card, mm-hmm. remove your card, and then swipe off the unit and then reload them back when you get the unit back. That's one way to make sure you're not getting cheated. But that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So, okay. All right. Well, I learned. I still uh, prefer to have my units where I can. Take them off pretty easy. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just especially saying. some of the places you have us staying on these weekends. It ain't me. <laughs> it ain't you. It ain't me, big boy. It ain't me. But I know what you're talking about. So, well, I learned a lot this weekend. I did. We had a good friend of ours had her 52nd birthday, and she wanted to go to Lynchburg and do the Jack Daniels Distillery tour. Learned a lot about whiskey. Learned a lot about how it's made. Um, saw a lot of cool stuff. Drank a lot of good stuff too, David. So we got me a couple of new drinks in hand in mind. So got to uh, experience the whole Jack Daniels distillery. But I also learned, kids, that, um, you know, when your mama and daddy said a long time ago when you were growing up, <clears throat> don't play with knives, it's probably a good idea, right? 
probably a good idea. My wife thinks that she, she tells me I'm bound and determined to cut my left thumb off. I don't know why, right? Uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I reached into the knife drawer. We just moved. I reached into the knife drawer to pull out just a plain basic knife to put some butter on the toast. And um, one of the sharpest knives in the world that my mother gave us was turned blade up, and I sliced the tip of my thumb. It's okay. A little dermal bond, a little super glue, a little wheel bearing grease, duct tape. I'm good as new, right? I can, I'm, I'm, I'm just fine. But I also learned that once you're a dumbass, you're always a dumbass. And that's me because that's what I am, right? So um, our friends from Dometic who are sponsoring this show, they sent me some little tumblers. And they're little tumblers. I, I don't know. They're you know small little cups, great for a lot of different things. And I put them all together, right? I've got some in the trailer, but I put them all together. I, I see your thumb from here. And, shut up. Yeah. And so dude. just chill. It, uh, That's good thing all is, I can it's, look it's, at. It's, it's in the shape That's of a hook, right? At. It looks like a hook. So but anyway, just relax. It's cool. So they're all stuck together. So another, another tip, don't take your Dometic tumblers and stick them in each other, right? Because they'll get stuck. And so it's Saturday night and uh, cleaning up the sink and the dishes and things. And I thought, well, I'm going to try to get these cups apart. So the not so good idea side of my brain, which is bigger than the good, good side idea of my brain, or the good idea side of my brain. It says, well, just grab that knife right there and we can pry it, right? We can pop it. Well, I popped it and it sort of came loose, but when it did, it come back and it hit my thumb 12 stitches later. You got mm. that. It's in the mm. shape of a hook, though, so at least I'm good for the weekend. It's right? like a tattoo. So for, for I call my wife. For you're, you're lucky that you're listening and not watching exactly. right now. It's, it's, really, it's, it's not that bad. But so Dude, I, I call. Your thumb's barely on your finger. It's hanging I, off. It is bad enough. So I call my wife in. I said, hey, baby. She goes, yeah. I said, come here a minute. Now, granted, you know, it's 6 o'clock. We're, we're in for the day. We've had a big day, busy. I mean, I've drank whiskey and you know we've been you know having a big time a mexican so i'm i'm thinking let's find me some more gentleman jack and you know <laughs> chill out in my new jetson's chair right nope 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 dumbass goes cuts his hand open hard my wife to come in there so i'm thinking you know it's a flesh wound let's get, get me a big band-aid I'll, I'll be okay but i just i need something to stop the bleeding she comes in she looks at, it's under running water she looks at it she walks away I said, where are you going? She goes, I got to call Carrie. And the next thing I hear is, hey, can you sew? Are you home? Yeah, can you sew Chris up? So thank God for personal nurses or PAs because we went right down the road to a friend of ours and, and she had lidocaine. She numbed me up. I was good. But um, so, yeah, if this thing turns green, though, this weekend, guys, just, you know, just <laughs> go ahead and cut it off for us the way. But um, so, yeah, there's my dumbass moment of the week. Don't play with knives. Don't be stupid. And um, see, I'm I'm off the whole PFD thing because nobody listen anyway, right? So now I've got proof. Don't play with knives. It's that it's that freaking easy. Just don't do it. So <laughs> right? I think yeah. I think your wife may have to childproof the uh, the the drawer that she the knives are in. She is already has. She's put them up high. I can't get to them. They're she's hitting them away. I don't know where they are anymore. So, but I got a pocket oh. knife somewhere. It's going My too. question is: Is how sharp are your butter knives that you got to put them in the same drawer as your regular knives? It, they're not. They're, they're not that sharp. We just had one. 
We had one in a move that jumped. He right? just dumped them all. Oh, dumped them all it, in. It jumped. I didn't see it, I, and I found it. I'm like, oh my god! But yeah, so, but I I blame that on my mother, Wanda Brown, because she buys us the sharpest knives in the world. When it comes, she got this one little knife that she loves, and every Christmas we each get one of them. And I'm like, I've had this knife for seven years. It's like, well, now you got seven of them, right? If you had a sharp knife, and I'm like, so if, if I need to debone a chicken or take my thumb off, I can do it. Right, because I'm I'm skilled now. So, anyway, that's where we're at, and uh, just don't be a dumbass. So, nine zero one four nine three zero four three seven. There's your X Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. You do have homework this week. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know who's the grumpiest. I could say who's the most dumbass, but y'all are just gonna put me. So, uh, which I'm, I'm cool with that. That's fine. Bring it on. Bring it on. It's all good. So, David, I know what me and uh, KG and JD are doing this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? Um, probably buy some more fishing gear. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right, easy enough. So, easy enough. So, well, folks, you've made it this far. Thanks for listening, David. Let's do a giveaway. What's our number? Let's see here. What's what's this week? Week number three. Is yeah. it week number four? It's three, and I've got twelve stitches. You want to do number twelve? You pick. It's it's, sure. your, it's your show. Let's, let's, I'm just a, I, 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 I just run it. So, do what? Do what? KG. Nothing. What'd you say? We'll go right in the middle. Six. Six and a half. Would have been. Yeah, I'm not sure how you can handle. Great. It. <laughs> I can't handle a half. Can't handle a half very much. So there's six numbers, right? So three plus nine. Nine. Okay. So we'll that's do, what I was uh, thinking. Yeah. So we'll do the ninth texture. 901-493-0437. Lucky number nine will grab you a Sportsman's Warehouse e-gift card. You can buy um, some of those. You can buy me some of them gloves you wear when you don't cut, when you use a knife, you don't cut your hand off, right? And that's what you can do. You can buy me some of those. So, But uh, text for number nine, 901-493-0437. It's the Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Uh, you guys, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. If you like the show, pass it along to your mom and them. Uh, if you didn't, well, then um, you can just text David. I'll give you his number later. So with that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, Mr. Alton Jones Jr. For KGJD, the social media ninja, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless, good fishing. I guess put the life jacket on and put the knives away. Guys, we'll see you next week. KG? Don't take it personal. Thanks for listening to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Visit anglerschannel.com, your number one bass fishing tournament resource. X-Zone Lures and Trickstep. 